Sometimes you get bored of N64 So let's watch rest until our eyes get sore We love the Tivoli But there's so much more Wrestling round the world Making friends and making times And wrestling round the world Hey everybody, I'm Sarah the wrestling fan from Ireland And I'm also Sarah the wrestling fan from Ireland And this is our first attempt at a podcast together. We don't really know each other. We slightly do from Twitter and we've met each other once or twice, but we're not exactly like friends or anything. So it's it's going to be a new experience for the the both of us. So yeah, this started as a Twitter joke and we decided we're just going to give it a go. Yeah, definitely. That's exactly what I would have said as well. (laughs) So the plan is uh, we're going to try and do our first show as a year in review, as we're just after hitting the end of 2017. And just just run through the year and the wrestling that we've watched and our general thoughts on the year. That was um, Ian with our lovely jingle there at the start. Um, Ian, who's not currently on Twitter, he is a Twitter quitter and I don't blame him. But um, yeah, check out his band. Okay, so we're going to run down the year starting with January. It seems like such a long time ago now. Um, I guess the main points of the the biggest shows that we had in January were the United Kingdom Championship Tournament. Um, Yeah, that that was... Yeah, uh, that was a big one that really changed the whole landscape of the things over here in Ireland and, of course, in the UK, um, in the independent scene. We also had Wrestle Kingdom. There was no big show in Ireland that month. And I had a trip to WXW and Progress uh, in, in London also. Nice. So I guess we could start with the United Kingdom Championship. Yeah, like I always remember because I don't think I watched the second night live or I just watched the finals. But I remember like the first night, just it was just so odd to see these guys that we're so used to seeing in the Tivoli every single month with Michael Cole commentating. For them. <laughs> that was just bizarre. It was crazy. I remember seeing the lineup when the people got announced like, back in December and like seeing Tyler and Jordan and Pete. And it was just it was crazy. It was um I felt like a sense of pride nearly. It was pride and it was also worry, like what's going to happen to the scene? Um, What are WWE doing? Like, are they going to do this in every country and take all the good guys and all the established guys and just, it was was uncertain times, but it was exciting times at the same time. I always thought like, oh, never going to see again. We're never going to (laughs) see Tyler again. At that point, I hadn't seen Trent then. I was like, just see him unless it was like underneath the WWE banner. But yeah, good two shows. Like I think if you were to be introduced to British wrestling that way, it wasn't bad. No, like you the, had, the shows are good. The guys who stood out were the like the Brit rest standouts at the time. So definitely like, more hasn't come out of it. But at the same time, we're also very lucky that more hasn't come out of it for our own benefit. Exactly. We still get to see the guys over in Ireland the whole time. Jordan hasn't really done a whole lot outside of, of Ireland. He's been over Fight, Fight Club Pro a few times and he did one show in progress. But other than that, he's been doing all the shows in Ireland. He's on actually every every single show that's been in Ireland this year since that tournament, I think. Um, yeah, I, I think except one show. I think and that, that was because of the whole Flow Slam debacle. Oh, yeah. Um, R.I.P. Flow Slam. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I really knew you. it was it was confusing times. Um, actually, then the the shows that I went to in London, the WXW and Progress shows, um, they happened uh, about I think about a week or two, maybe. Uh, after the the WWE tournament, um, the UK tournament, and they were meant to have uh, Pete Dunne versus um, Travis Banks on that show. That just didn't happen because of the the contracts at the time. And I I, I oh, think yeah. he didn't know if he could. And then Tyler as well was supposed to be in um, Sixteen Carat, and that didn't happen either. But I don't know if they actually technically couldn't or what exactly happened there. Is it that they yeah, didn't like, know if they could? Remember. I always remember that. It's crazy to think now that he wouldn't have been allowed because of all the stuff they do now. But yeah, weren't they really selective with? Okay, they could only WWE UK guys. Time that was. It, it's funny that we're a year on, almost a full year on, and we still don't know <laughs> what, what happened or what the rules were, or did the wrestlers even know what the rules were when they changed? Or God only knows. Are they uh, even going to like it now? It, it's it's great that Pete gets to be on. It's like it just feels like another title, not a brand. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah, that, that tournament was it, was. it was really good. Um, some of the guys that I liked in the tournament didn't really go um on. I like that. What was the guy's name? Sam. Gonna go with. Oh, what was his Gradwell? Yeah, Sam Gradwell. I thought he was really good. I um I, I enjoyed him and uh um, yeah. also that guy that we have the famous meme of the uh Damaloni. Oh, he, he, <laughs> he he was really yeah. good actually. I was surprised to hear yeah. that he's really young as well. He's what only twenty as well. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> I had always heard that Wolfgang was absolute dirt up to that point, but I really enjoyed Wolfgang in the tournament. Um he's a good change of pace, definitely. Tucker from up north again. Haven't seen much of Tucker. I'm not sure if he's been down at OTT since then, or if he's been anywhere in the UK since. It's a strange one. I went to Belfast, which I'll obviously talk about later, and that's the only time I've ever seen him is up, up north. <laughs> okay, we. I guess we'll move on to Wrestle Kingdom, the big one. The one that seemed to change wrestling this year as a whole. Yeah, much. like so many more people got into New Japan this year. It seems like. Oh, definitely. Like even I go to I watch wrestling with my two brothers, and like he's always he's been a wrestling fan his whole life. But that New Japan and heavily into New Japan was that match, and it's it's just crazy. Like even people that I know that are casual fans. Yeah, that is uh, my favorite of their their three matches this year, or maybe they had more. But the three the three five stars or six stars or whatever they were. Um, that was of course my favorite because Okada won, and <laughs> of course, yeah, it was I. That was definitely my favorite of the of the three, and uh, of course the Kushida and Hiromu match as well. And that that was absolutely brilliant as well. I think that's as a whole for me because. I, I expected Okada fantastic, but looking at myself now, like Hiromu is probably my favorite wrestler of the year. Really? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, never mind Daryl. But apart from that, he I just think that match that Hiromu Takahashi has to be like invigorated my love for sort of high flying, fast paced wrestling. Always into submission based wrestling and that you know technical wrestling. But that was just a game changer for me. Moon has now become of the year. 
and that's what kick-started everything. Never, um, you know, his, his sort of uh, quirks. So he was, that was just fantastic. Yeah, um, me and Alan were trying to decide, I remember early, earlier in the year, besides um, Naito, who the best of the other three in Los Angeles were. And um, like it, it, it's a t- tough choice, sorry, to of the other four. And um, yeah, like I think apart, poor Bushi hasn't exactly had it one of his a stellar year, but Evil, especially, I think in the latter part of the year, he really broke out as well. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm I'm an evil girl. Um, <laughs> evil's my favorite. I even prefer that than Naito. I think Alan would probably be with you with with Hiromu. He he really really loves Hiromu. He rates him very very highly. Also, I I love the Daryl stuff. Um, <laughs> but um, if I get into the Daryl stuff, I think I'd be here for about two hours. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that show, yeah, I always remember. I think the books against Rapongi Vice was on that show as well. It yeah. was actually really solid as well. A good books match. <laughs> they can have them when they want to. Um, yeah, and there seems to be a lot of people going to Wrestle Kingdom next year. Um, like a lot of people yeah. that would have went to WrestleMania and stuff. People are people are going over to Japan for for the, for the next one. It seems to be well, 2018 to WrestleMania kind of thing. It's where people want to want to go. You know, the Japanese guys. That sounds really bad, but like Naito and. Like this big selling point, like even before the Jericho Mega angle, because it was something that even like I considered, me and my brothers considered going over and going over for like the big trip, not just Wrestle Kingdom, but you go to like other promotions that are running the same time, you know, all the different places in Japan. It's just different. I think people, you know, now and they know that they're going to get a proper great wrestling show when it comes to Wrestle Kingdom. Definitely. I've been in the Tokyo Dome. I haven't been to a Wrestle Kingdom. I, I just went to Japan once. And um, when I was over there, there was a baseball game on. The guys I was over with were at an All Japan show that I just decided not to go to because I was a little bit burnt out from the wrestling. And I went into that building and it is absolutely huge. It's so big. It's like, it must be bigger than any building WrestleMania have run. Well, any of the buildings that I've been in that WrestleMania have run. It is huge, so I don't think tickets or anything that would be a be an issue for it. I would someday definitely like to like to see wrestling in the the Tokyo Dome. But yeah, what you're saying about the other the other shows, uh, the other promotions, like it's right next door to Cork and Hall, and you can see like just different promotions run there all week long. So it, it's it's a really cool place to kind of go to see wrestling. Okay, so we had no OTT in January. They took the month off, um, so there was no live wrestling in in Ireland, unless you went up north, maybe there might have been a show up there. But I did go across to London to see the WXW Progress doubleheader. It was WXW's first time in London, and um, they got a good crowd. Um, They ran the smaller venue, the the Dome in Tuffman Park, and it was a really, really fun show. Jaren Simmons was, of course, a star. It was Jaren's (laughs) big breakout in the UK. Uh, the crowd just absolutely loved Jern. Um, yeah, that, that was definitely Jern's breakout weekend in, in the UK. The main event of that show was Zach, or was um, sorry Axel Dieter Jr. versus Marty Skrull, and I'd probably go on record and saying that was probably the last really good Marty match I've seen. <laughs> it, it was a really, really good match. <laughs> it was like the last of the old Marty before the shtick just got too much. The progress showed next day. I really enjoyed it. 
the Kings of the North from Ireland were against it. Um, the standout match on that show was probably Ring Camp versus Pacific, South Pacific Power Trio. Uh, I went blank on <laughs> there. Yeah, that match was really good. And uh, yeah, because I was somebody who said that I didn't really enjoy progress. I just thought it was, I don't really know. I, I, I just didn't enjoy it. I just thought the crowd were too much. And then I got into it for a while. Yeah, I'm kind of hit and miss with progress, even though I've now currently booked to go to two shows next year. (laughs) I don't even know why. Um, It's I think it's really hit and miss. I think I think definitely the early part of the year stronger than maybe the back half because I think whatever their relationships are with you know bigger companies, the way of some sort of of some things. But subsequent power trip match is incredible. That was a really good show. At that stage of the year, at the beginning of the year, as you just said, I, I would be with you on that. I got into progress towards the end of 2016, start of 2017. I, they finally drew me in after years of me not caring. I started to care and like it. Um, but that's dwindled again since. But that was a that was a good show. Other standout matches in January for me would be um, just Evolve 77. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Chris Hero. It was Chris Hero's last match in Evolve, possibly his last match on the Indies before he went to WWE. And that was a hell of a great match that doesn't get talked about near near enough in the match of the year kind of candidates, I think. Um, was there anything else from January for you? Evolve matches kind of slip by the wayside at this point. It's really sad. It is really sad. I'm a big Evolve fan. Um, <laughs> anyone knows me, they, they know I love Evolve. Uh, it, it happens too often. The the, the people, I don't know, because Flow Slam was hot then as well. So um, I don't know. But yeah, that, that was that was a really, really good stand-up match. Um, I'm thinking back on my January and it's just, I don't think there's, any, there's anything that really big happened for me as a match of the year like if we, that we haven't talked about already. Um, should we move on to February then? February, we had show in Dublin and Belfast, Martina's Gaff Party. Number two, back Number in the two. dray. <laughs> back in the dray. I still don't get that joke. <laughs> I still do not get that joke. <laughs> like, I, th- I don't know what, even if I remember ever getting it. I remember laughing like, and I'm like, actually, I'm not too sure what that means. <laughs> I'm not down with the kids. No, is it like Dublinish? You're from Dublin, you should know. Is that like the way Dublin people say, like, the day, the Dr. Dre? I, I think so. Or maybe I'm either too young for it or I am too old for it. Am I in the middle age? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was that was in Dublin and Belfast. Well, let's have a look at the card here. Um, were you at that show? Yeah, I, that, I actually, looking back, that's probably my favourite show of the year. Oh, wow. In ring wise, that's yeah, solid cards that they've had. It was, it was really good. Um, I, yeah, I was talking to Brian Elliott for nominations for Show of the Year for the Fine Spirit magazine, and this one was definitely. I'm not sure if it made the cut, but it was one I, I put forward as well. It was the Dublin show of this one. I think like the standout match from it was definitely. I think his name's going to come up a lot in regards to OTT, but Jordan Devlin against Speedball Mike Bailey. Yeah, one that was that. such a great match. I think it's not talked about enough when mentioning his rise to the top. It was kind of like a lot of people felt down on Jordan after the UK tournament. God, has he proved them wrong since. But uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people were, were, were pretty negative on Jordan. But that match with Speedball was it was really great. And I've just seen here that there was Marty Skirl versus Matt Riddle. 
which I don't. Yes, I remember that being like Marty's girl matches get nearly extra points when they're in OTT because <laughs> the crowd just erupt for him. Yeah. No matter no matter what he does, the crowd are just so responsive. He whoops, everyone whoops. It's 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 kind of crazy at this point. It is. He was he was really over. I know I said it was the last Marty Skrill match I saw. Good Marty Skrill match I saw was one against Axel, but maybe this was good. I actually don't remember it at all. I don't remember it being bad either, but it sounds on paper like it would have been good. <laughs> I do remember the the title change. Uh, Ryan Smile finally uh, defeated Pete Dunne. Yeah, it was all I very emotional. It was, and I think sitting, it was nearly everyone was kind of sad because at that point everyone was very unsure about what was going on with Pete and would we see Pete again Mm -hmm. but also a really kind of oh my god Ryan's finally done it yeah and everyone loved Ryan's smile at this point it was February (laughs) which was only 10 months ago (laughs) oh the maybe what like three months later yeah yeah that was actually a great match and I think it was something the change was somewhat expected, but also still very unexpected. There was people crying. There was actually people in the crowd crying for Ryan Smile. He was crying. People were crying. It was. Yeah, he made a very emotional speech afterwards as well, which did tug on the old heartstrings. It did. Yeah, it was. We also had Ginny versus uh, Martina and Eddie Kingston versus Justin Shape and Mark Haskell. I forget that like Eddie went in on Justin that night. I always remember him. <laughs> Yes, was just red raw. Yeah, that, that was yeah. I, I actually nearly forgot about that match. And then there was Marcus uh, Andrews, which was another great match. Haskins versus Andrews. Yeah, that that was really really good. Mark Andrews um, is someone we need back in OTT. Yeah, I'm not sure what the deal is. He hasn't. He was around a lot at the in the early days, but he hasn't really been back as of late. I wouldn't mind Eddie Kingston back either. He had a really good match with, with Justin Shape. That that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely, I think it was it was good to see something a bit different. Yeah, it, like I don't know, Eddie just seemed to fit in OTT. Uh, he's not someone I would have been like raving about beforehand. It was like, oh, Eddie Kingston, whatever, when he got announced. But yeah, no, his match with Justy was that was a, a lot of fun. Um, he then went so up to Belfast me, for the first time. I was not at that. Uh, did you go to Belfast? No, I went to the next show. Oh, the next show. I got. I was just decided on the day I would go up to Belfast. Let me just check this out here. It's probably a testament to how good the the Dublin show was. The Dublin show was, yeah. Um, to bring up the card, this was my first and only time going to Belfast. <laughs> um, it it wasn't that the show was bad. It was just that um know that you had to like pay extra for balcony or whatever and I ended up having floor standing and I just wasn't prepared for it. I didn't have the best view the show ran long and I had to get the bus and I missed like the main event which is Pete Dunne versus Mark Andrews which on rewatch was actually really really good Um, so so I never went back. Uh, I know they have a banter bus now and stuff. Which I've not been on and I haven't heard much about to be honest. I've just heard that yeah it's available. Yeah um I think Linus might have went. I, I'll talk to him about it. But yeah, I, one thing I noticed about this show was um, the Kings of the North were just mad over. Like, got the time they were like south in Dublin, but absolutely loved up north. And that, that was kind of fun to watch and watch uh, Corvin uh, sell t shirts and stuff. That was. <laughs> yeah. I want Bonesaw to um, come out and sell t shirts someday. I want to buy a t shirt from Bonesaw. That was my favourite. 
Bonesong. I think he's my favorite. Yeah, Bonesong's my favorite, OTT. My favorite too. <laughs> in OTT, is Bonesong your favorite? Because he's my favorite in OTT. Well, he's definitely up there. I always remember. I'll talk about it later, but I have a moment with him that was like, okay. Oh, wow. my favorite now. That's it. Uh, I think he's kind of scary. He's like one of the scariest that, wrestlers. He just feels like such a dad, or though, like, but like the scary dad that you're like, oh, you go like friend's house and like the dad just kind of like hangs around and you're like oh yeah if i find out like he doesn't have at least three kids in a van i'll be upset <laughs> <laughs> to be honest <laughs> it's the uh, of the day bone saw like bone saw yeah that was just definitely an experience to be had as an ott <laughs> fan you have to go at least once definitely i will go again i will go again that was more my fault i had work early the next morning i could have waited around the next two hours to get a later bus i wouldn't have been stranded but it just didn't work for me what else happened in february evolve just briefly and <laughs> say it was the end of timothy thatcher's almost two-year streak as evolve champion he was beaten by zach saber jr that's the only other from february uh, have you got anything else for february no, just that another Hiromu match. He was against Dragon Lee during their feud from CML, and that was another standout match for Hiromu in his uh, junior title run. Watch. <laughs> Watch. <laughs> yeah. New, New Japan World. 999 um, or whatever, whatever it is. I don't even pay a- for it. Someone else pays for it for me. <laughs> Your brother pays for it. I don't pay for it either. I'll yeah. for it. Nicely, always have all of these subscriptions nicely spread out evenly. Yeah. <laughs> One thing. Um, all right. March was by far my busiest month ever for wrestling. Oh. It was pretty crazy. Where do we even start? I guess we start with 16 Carat. That was the middle of the month. Three shows Oberhausen, Germany um, for 16 Carat tournament, uh, plus the Ambition tournament. I've talked about this on other podcasts, but this weekend was the best weekend of wrestling I've ever been to. Um, it was my, I believe, fourth 16 Carat and my Oberhausen for a weekend. Um, it was just such a great tournament. Um, I have Walter and Ilya Dragunov as the best match I've ever seen live. That was the final. <laughs> The Ambition Tournament was so much fun, so much better than the year previously. 16 Carat, they had like a media centre set up, so there was so much coverage on this. I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail because if you wanted to know about 16 Carat, you'd know by now there were so many people covering it. But just an absolute, just class act, WXWR with the media centre. And it was just just a crazy fun time. And I will definitely be going back to 16 Carat next year. Did you see any of it uh, yourself? Yeah, I watched the finals. I've I've watched 16 Carat before, but um, that, by the finals, I was talking about so much on Twitter. I was like, I need to get this as soon as possible. And like, that was true. Like, it was just absolutely insane. The match, I like, think, someone watching it cold, but like to have gone through the whole tournament to see it at the end, it was just something else. The payoff, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't overly familiar with WXW before. Like, I, I, I kind of drifted in and out. Um heard of WXW maybe 2009 and casual fan but now I feel like that tournament made it a must watch for yeah not just European wrestling fans but any wrestling fan because it matches every single week they have the shotgun show that runs weekly and I remember when they first started to do it in English they're not even sure what number episode they're on 
like it was watchable but it wasn't great whereas now it actually feels like a proper weekly tv show something like i don't know like a not not a raw it's not a raw but it's more like you remember live wire back in the day or one of those wwe mania shows where they got all the little yeah. segments and the one or two matches kind of thrown in yeah it's, it's like a nice watch it's you don't feel like oh, i have to sit through all of this to get to maybe like one good part early watch i think yeah it's 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 a quick watch, and the the pay per views they're spread out throughout the year, mm. like the flagship shows and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, definitely enjoying a, a lot of WXW this year. Also had Road to Scrapper Mania in Dublin. Yes, I was at that show and Belfast, so I can talk about Belfast a little bit after. <laughs> so the main event was Smile against Cobb. That was Cobb's first time, I think, in OTT. Yeah, I think it was a lot of people's introduction to him as well. And I think it was yeah. pretty well received. Yeah, I think so. I remember him throwing Ryan around a bit. Ah, the classic Jeff Cobb. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the carrot here. I, uh... It was our first introduction to British Strong Style as a group as well, that show. First time over, yeah, that's right. We'd get the three of them in the six-man matches. For the, the rest of the year. From there on out. <laughs> we were sick to, <laughs> sick to the back to eat of them. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, not really. That one was good, though. That was a good one. That was a first. Kings of the North versus British Strong Side. It was a really, really good match. Not not that all the matches were bad. Like, the, most of the matches, most of the British Strong Side matches were actually good. It's just, there's just so many of them. It's just very, not for, yeah. not even for me, like, but okay, do a few spots. Do a bit of wrestling. One, two, three. Pretty strong style win with like a pedigree. And they all do the, the split spot, the triple H spot. So It was charming the first time. Possibly <laughs> the second time. By <laughs> the time it gets like the sixth time, we're like, oh, okay, we get it. Yeah. We get it Can we just have a Pete Singles match, please? Which I hopefully we're getting next year. Hopefully. To Belfast. Um, how was that? Was your experience better? I just actually decided I stayed over on the Sunday night. I was lucky enough that I was able to train up the day of and then the train back the next day. Um, the actual Belfast experience itself in Mandela Hall, it was um, the card was a bit a bit weird to say the least. Holloway made an appearance in February, and it was his. He had a match against Adam Maxted at the Belfast show. Yeah, it was really. It's really random looking back because I actually forgot that he showed up at, in February. Um, a lot of people were raving about how good um, Animaxid is definitely improving. And I think even since then, he's improved a lot. It was a solid showing. But um, the best match of that show was Jordan Devlin against Curtis Murray. It was, it was my first introduction to Curtis Murray. He blew me away with how good he was. It was just a really solid, fluid match. And even I actually had friends there who had never been to a wrestling show before. And I said to them, which match was your favorite? And they said, oh, that, that match, that Jordan Devlin guy. Oh. Wow. So, yeah, it was just a testament to how good it was. I was actually really looking forward to seeing Drew McIntyre in OTT and getting another run because um, when I first got into Irish wrestling, like he was he was the main character, him and Seamus down in Waterford, like back in the mid 2000s. And then, like, 
it was actually the following month that when we were at an Evolve show, he had his last appearance at an indie show and he went off to WB, so we never got that, sadly. Yeah, I was really looking <laughs> forward came... to it as well because he had, he had done so well. Yeah, when he came out at the in the Dublin show and cut his promo, I loved Drew's uh, independent wrestling promos. They're just like the best. Just get you so hyped and I, I was ready for it. I, <laughs> I wanted Drew McIntyre <laughs> in OTT and yeah, sadly it didn't happen. Gonna make a run for the best. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, okay, you're having one match in Belfast because yeah, thing next month now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, like it. It was just really odd, but yeah, Belfast. What else? We had Kings of the North against Polo Promotions and Joe Coffee, which really to be expected with the Kings of the North. And again, it was just crazy when you're so used to them getting booed out of the building to being cheered like the heroes that they are card i definitely think it wasn't the strongest show i've ever seen but a good first introduction to kind of going up to belfast and mandela hall which i think is a nice enough venue was that your only time up in belfast yes i haven't gone back since. <laughs> but uh definitely <laughs> i definitely plan to i always i always plan to go back and i just, just haven't yet yeah then I guess to end off the the month of March for me, it was my trip to Orlando, where I guess we'll just call all the independent stuff before Mania, March, and then we can talk about Mania for April because it was like the second or whatever. Though technically some of the independent stuff yeah. was the first or whatever. But yeah, um, this is when I absolutely crammed in far too much wrestling. <laughs> um, I'd just done 16 Carat with four shows and I'd done the ott show here and uh we decided it was best to make use of our time in orlando by going to every wrestling show we could possibly go to so yeah um i think it was like eight shows it wasn't a good idea it all ran together um we did i think three shows three shows three shows on like maybe two shows thursday three shows friday three shows four shows maybe even Sunday and like by the end of it I can remember none of it um, so if I do me again I'm doing far less shows so hopefully I can remember some of it I do remember the highlight of I, the probably best show that weekend was Evolve 81 with um, Keith Lee versus Donovan Dijak and Catchpoint against Jason Kincaid and Austin Theory and Sammy Guevara and Darby versus Eden Page in a crazy ladder match. Um, that show really stands out, as does the WrestleCon Super Show, which had a 25-minute uh, Sandman entrance. <laughs> That's <laughs> what you wanted every show. Alan was so tired and so moody. He was just like, make this end. And I was like, no, this is fantastic. <laughs> That's all yeah. I want for my wrestling shows. Yeah. entrances. Sandman entrance. Yeah, we did the pile, pa- pile drivers and pancake show early in the morning um, on the Saturday. So that was kind of cool. You went to the wrestling and they gave us like pancakes and juice, which was kind of nice. After being up all night, we did the Joey Janela spring break show, which oh, was, nice. yeah, that was a crazy, crazy show. Um, <laughs> Matt Riddle versus Dan the B. Severin. Dink the Clown was on it <laughs> this year. Oh God, that was just a crazy night. I remember really, really little from that show as well because I was just so tired. I think it was our fourth show of the day. 
I remember being in the queue and everyone was like really drunk and had lots of inflatable animals. Somebody had a crocodile and it was fun times. Got to meet a lot of the Americans from Twitter as well on that trip. They're all really nice. Um, I know us Irish people don't really beef with the Americans so much on on Twitter. We just take the piss out of both the Brits and the Yanks and none of them seem to really care too much about us. <laughs> so we get away with it. But yeah, no, the Americans are really nice as well on that trip. But yeah, definitely don't. Sorry, good. Everything. Sorry, good. Oh, I was just saying that um takeaway from all this is don't go to so many shows over the span of a few days. Oh, absolutely. Did, did you watch any of the independent stuff that weekend or were you busy with the WBs? Um, I didn't buy my brother bought Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor. Oh, wow. That weekend. Exact same time as NXT TakeOver. I had NXT on my laptop and that was on the big screen and I actually just had to go up and look up the card because I do not remember watching the show, but I did. Um, I think that's kind of sums up uh, Ring of Honor for 2017. Um, I do remember there was a crazy Young Bucks, Hardy's ladder match, um, which I think is the only notable thing that happened on that show. Really? Because I know was, they did a big crowd for it. Yeah, it was, it was insane. Um, we had shit tickets like, for NXT. And we decided not to go to NXT, but we actually went to the WWN Super Show instead. We never considered going to Ring of Honor because that's just not really our thing. But um, I know it did a massive crowd. It did a really, really big crowd. Like I'm looking, I'm like, I wonder what attracted people to that over other shows. <laughs> like, were other shows sold out? <laughs> because for that main event, there's kind of nothing that would make you go. Like, there's Christopher Daniels against Dalton Castle in a title match, but that's okay yeah. NXT take over at the same time because I just really wanted to see Alistair Black make his debut yeah in hindsight we probably should have went to that show and not that the shows that we went to they weren't bad because we got to do WBN Super Show and Beyond afterwards and that had a really good um, Keely match as well I'm blanking on what it even was right now <laughs> but um <laughs> Yeah, we decided to do those two shows over NXT, but that NXT show actually ended up being really good with the Tyler and Pete match. Yeah, it was really, really good. Just that um, I even had people that were really casual WWE fans saying like, oh, like, who are these guys? Well, <laughs> here's a list of matches you can go watch if you really want to get to know them. <laughs> yeah, they, they kind of became stars through that. Uh, well, sort of with the, I guess, people who watch stuff that's not just WWE. Hey, um, then in April, we had WrestleMania itself. I assume you watched it? <laughs> it's like, looking back, I'm like, yeah, I remember this show, all right. Um, One or two, you watched the Kevin Owens documentary WWE did, the, the 365 Days one. Yeah. Actually made me recall Derek at that show, and apparently Vince hated it. I'm looking back, I'm like, I actually quite enjoyed that much. <laughs> out of all the things on the show I'm like that was actually okay yeah I was there it was my first year going to Mania where I wasn't like really hyped for WWE went in with an open mind and just enjoyed the show for what it was um, it was kind of funny seeing some of the hype packages like because other years like, like I've seen this a million times but I was actually watching it for the first time in the stadium <laughs> so, so that that helped get me through all the hours and also made me remember Neville against Austin Aries, that being really, really good. 
It was really good. I'm surprised that it was really good. Yeah. There was one sad thing that happened um, at Mania, I thought. It's something that you wouldn't have seen at home. Well, probably not. Uh, or you might have. But after like Randy Orton beat uh, Bray Wyatt for the championship, uh, like the match was trash. But like it was supposed to be like WrestleMania. <laughs> Randy Orton has won the title. And like he celebrated for a couple of seconds in the ring and he got up on the turnbuckle. He walked over the turnbuckle and he got up onto the turnbuckle and he did his pose with the belt. And immediately as he did his pose with the belt, the lights went dim, it went black, and they put up an ad for tap out on the big screen. <laughs> oh, they, no. couldn't have, <laughs> they couldn't have made his big wins like mean any less. <laughs> but I just like they didn't even give him the second to like celebrate with the belt. He just got up on the turnbuckle, did his pose, and it was like WWE sponsored by Tap Out. And it was just like, what is this? Oh no. <laughs> so they like that's, just that's how much... walked to the back like a jobber afterwards. It was terrible. Uh that yeah, that match was uh the uh ring. It's like um... what is it? like why? joke out of the whole thing yeah it was absolute trash but what was not trash on that card was the Hardy Boys coming back and the absolute pop in the stadium when their music hit oh I can only imagine what it was like actually there because it was so unexpected (laughs) it was crazy they were wrestling in the car park earlier for some WWN thing like earlier in the day (laughs) yeah that was I always remember that because actually one of my friends who now goes to OTT shows that was her first ever wrestling show she ever watched and like instantly became Hardy Boys fans. That's that's so crazy to me. I'm like, like it's nostalgia for me them because they got that big massive pop when they kept come out of the stadium. So it's funny fans and things in different ways. Yeah, they, I guess they just seem like such big stars to her, you know, and they yeah, wrestle really well that, in the match too. Exactly why. It was, it was like a feel-good moment when they won. It's like, oh, yeah. you're back. You won the title. <laughs> it's, everything's good again. I also remember being really worried about the SmackDown women's match being cut from the card. I think it was so late in the night, and we're like, oh, no. That was really excited for. I think they built it up. I remember them building it up well. It was really good. And uh, Naomi's entrance was incredible. It's just so cool. Like, it's just, it yeah. She finally got to do what she always wanted with her glow. <laughs> it, it was really, really cool. For me, I've been pretty down on WWE this year. Um, I don't go on about it. I just don't watch it. You know, it is what it is. It is hoping, what it is. Yeah. I'm hoping I get back into it a bit more this year. Well, the next year. Um, okay. I think we're probably just going to get as far as April done today. <laughs> um, let's, fin- let's finish April. <laughs> Oh, yeah, um, it's late. Um, Scrapper Mania. Scrapper Mania, yeah. The big one. Yeah. Over 2,000 people. 2,200 people in Ireland. First time ever for an independent wrestling show. Um, expected, expected at the time it would be the only one, the only show in that stadium, or at least the only show in the stadium that year. A little did we know. Really good memory in your show. I know a lot of people are really sour on the on the show, but I think match wise, top to bottom, it was really, really good. Yeah, no, this this was a good show. Um, the main event I didn't love. Uh, I know a lot of people did really like it. 
But no, the, the Kings of the North versus um, the Lads of the Flats, I'd have that as the OTT match of the year for sure. Oh, that was insane. They completely, you know, knocked it out of the park. And especially considering the amount of eyeballs on that show and that standing out, I think is a testament to how good all those guys are. Um, yeah, the, the the women's match on that was really good as well. Um, the Alex Winder, Windsor Martina and Nixon Newell against B. Breezy, Ginny and Katie Harvey. Uh, it was a great match. It's great to get to see Nixon before she she moved off to Orlando. Yeah, it was, I was disappointed they didn't use the the Bewitch teams team song for her. Though I'll be honest, it was um... so hyped, and then I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> why are they all coming out <laughs> together?" <laughs> I was ready for a bit of a jam. So was I. I wanted a bit of Bewitched. Yeah, that that yeah. was a really good oh, card and a really good feel good kind of atmosphere as well. Um, did you do the meet and greet for that? Because meaning Kenny Omega is on my wish list. Um, I don't know why I did, why I didn't at the time, but no, I I don't I don't do I, the meet and greets at all. Yeah. Um, I, like I was in the the ring, they did the meet and greets in the ringside club, um, even for the last one, and just so wrestlers stand for over hours, two hours, meeting people, doing the same poses in every picture because I was just tired watching them do it. Making you tired? Yeah, it's insane. Like especially the books, because I, I know a lot of people have their thoughts on them, but they seem to be really nice guys. The time that they spent talking to everyone was in, was insane. Oh, really? That that's good to hear. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think like I finest, but I'll spot for them. I'm like, oh, they seem like good guys. So you know, I'll let it pass. <laughs> oh they do they absolutely do it's just their their wrestling style that they do when they're over here it's just it's not for me at all but it just goes very much over my head I think they're definitely but like the amount I always remember the amount of Bullet Club shirts that were in that crowd and people <laughs> that I think if you go to every OTT show you start to recognize faces and this for show sure. I look around and I'm like wow like there's so many people here and no one else they get their shtick and they get their, you know, their face on being the elite for that week. Then they're really happy. You're a little bit younger than me. I'm not sure exactly how much younger, but like, how much is it like just the YouTube show? Like, are they just like YouTube celebrities? Like, do you think a lot of people watch the being the elite that aren't really into wrestling so much? Or I'm not sure because I would say because. Just the numbers that they get. I do watch it every week now. I wouldn't say that, you know. Do you? Oh. <laughs> a religious being. Yeah, I do. I watch it. I don't. It's like my thing. I just watch it every week. Um, oh. But I, I kind of watch it for like, I, I like seeing what wrestlers do when they're on the road more so than, oh, are they going to pretend to kill someone this week? Which they, which how they write off people like Adam Cole and, and the likes. But, um, yeah, I think they are. People just get invested into those characters that they portray on that show. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. How to, it's like a phenomenon. Definitely going to have you talk more about being the elite because I have never watched that show. I don't know anything about it. I get very confused when it all happens. Um, like a jaded old woman, um, graps granny or whatever you want to say <laughs> when it's all going on. But yeah, uh, I just really like Kenny's been my fa- one of my favorites for years. So I think I started watching it like, oh, what's he doing in Japan? I heard it was like, oh, this is nice documenting like the books, documenting their trip over to Japan. 
and now it's them killing WWE stooges and you know, whatever ridiculous thing they concoct in their head or as of late. When did you get into um, wrestling and independent wrestling? So wrestling from a really young age. So it's like I'm 22. So and then the independence was around 2007, 2008. Two older brothers. I think they used to show like some Ring of Honor stuff. Um, so I'd watch that. And then, yeah, up until now. Yeah, I would say probably I started getting into independent wrestling around the same time about probably... No, actually later than you. Um, I'm just getting confused now. I would say I probably started watching independent wrestling properly in 2011. I think I went through phases as well. Like I was on Ring of Honor start and then kind of put it maybe around 2013, 14 and then picked up again. Yeah, so I've kind of missed out on all the glory years of Ring of Honor that people talk about. I probably started watching properly yeah, in around 2012, 2011. I kind of started with, when I first started, I liked Chikara. I liked Gate USA was one of my favorites. So, so they were the ones that got me into it. I had gone to one Ring of Honor show back at WrestleMania 25 weekend. When, just because I was there, I went to the show and I didn't really like it. Oh, really watch Ring of Honor. My brother actually went was at WrestleMania that weekend and that was his first I think kind of fourth like stepping into independence and he went to the show after Nigel dropped the belt and he had no clue what was going on <laughs> it was like yeah. what is Jerry Lynn Ring of Honor champion yeah no I went to the one when Jerry Lynn won the championship the night before I just didn't click with me for every reason I was a big WWE fan at the time. I was a big WCW fan. I watched ECW, but I was too young to really understand it at the time. I got into it a little bit later, probably when I was about 17, 18. I got a lot of videotapes and I watched it then and had a bit of a phase kind of after the fact, but kind of wouldn't watch it again now. But yeah, no. Um, so yeah, is there anything else from April? Like we're going to wrap it up in April. Um, April. Nothing that I can recall standing out. Okay, so this podcast will hopefully be up on Voice of Wrestling. Nobody, just for disclosure, nobody asked us to do this podcast. We don't even know if they're going to post it. I'm going to ask Rich and Joe very nicely. Once I have it edited, I think they will. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And we're back to cover May through to... September, I guess, or even October uh, on the next episode. Sarah, do you? And we thought we were going to get. We thought we were going to get through a year in an hour. Yeah, we thought we were going to get through a year, and no, I, I thought we'd get through six months. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to go over an hour. Definitely not for the first show. Um, I don't even know how this is going to record or how well it's going to come across, but I'll keep my fingers crossed. Yeah, keep your fingers I think crossed. Few technical issues. Yeah, we've had a few little technical issues while we're recording. And yeah, hopefully we'll be back soon with a second episode. You can get me on Twitter at at Scanili. That's at S-C-A-N-E-L-E-E. And I'm on Twitter at Sarah Flan, S-A-R-H-F-L-A-N-N. And we are the two Sarahs. Thanks for listening. Now the show is over And we still haven't met Rover Time to get some rest and recharge For 
join us next time, won't you? And we'll discuss all those big issues like Jesus. Waller's hands are so damn large. Making friends and making times and resting round the world.